Secret number seven, follow-up funnels. In Building a Story Brand, Donald Miller explains that your brand is not the hero. He says that your customer is the hero and your brand's role is to successfully guide the hero through the challenges that they will face. Therefore, he explains, your brand should be like Yoda to Luke Skywalker. When you look at your business through that lens, you will see that all we are really doing is looking for congregations of people or heroes who have challenges, throwing out hooks to grab their attention, and then you as the attractive character become a guide who will lead them through your value ladder, helping them through challenges so that they can achieve the results they desire. As one of my friends, Jenna Kucher, said, A brand is the image and personality the business applies to its offers. You are the brand. You are the guide. Now it's time to apply you, the brand, the guide, the attractive character, to the offers in your value ladder. In section three, I will be giving you the scripts that you will use on each page inside of your funnel. These are the sales scripts that your attractive character will be using to guide your customers to the sale. During this chapter, I won't be focusing on how we use the attractive character on the funnel pages, but instead how we use the communication funnel or follow-up funnels that move people from step to step inside of our value ladder. There are two types of messages that we send out in our follow-up funnels. The first is what we call soap opera sequences, and their goal is to quickly build a relationship with your attractive character, pull your prospect through the initial funnel, and ascend them to the next funnel in your value ladder. The second type of message is what we call our daily Seinfeld emails, which you send out to people who are not currently in one of your follow-up funnels with a goal to re-engage them and get them back into your value ladder. The three types of traffic. Before we get into exactly how to structure both of these campaigns, I want to help you understand the power of follow-up funnels and the importance of building your list. Inside of the seven phases of a funnel chapter, we started to qualify our subscribers in phase number three. At this point, we're able to start communicating with them through our attractive character. So how do we get people into that step where they join our email list, become subscribers, and get added into our follow-up funnels? Inside Traffic Secrets, we go deep into helping you get traffic into your funnels. And one of the core concepts you will learn when you read that book is there are only three types of traffic. First is traffic you control. Second is traffic that you earn. And third is traffic that you own. Once you understand how each type of traffic works and how they tie together, you will understand that your one and only goal is to own all the traffic you can. Traffic that you own. I want to begin our discussion with the third type of traffic listed because it's the most important. Traffic you own is the best kind of traffic. It's your email, messenger, and customer lists. I call this traffic that I own because I can send out an email or send a message to my followers to generate instant traffic. I don't have to buy it from Google or Facebook. I don't have to do any PR or SEO. This is my own distribution channel. I can send out messages anytime I want with no new marketing costs. I can sell things to these people repeatedly and all that money comes back as pure profit. I was lucky when I first got started online that my very first mentor, Mark Joyner, happened to be someone who had built his company and his wealth by focusing on building a huge list. As I was being distracted by all of the shiny objects online, Mark's constant advice to me was, Russell, you have to focus on building a list. He ingrained that principle into my mind and it became my only focus for years. As my list started to grow, so did my income. About that time, another list builder named Mike Philsame told me that I should make, on average, about $1 per name for each name on my email list. I wasn't sure how that was possible at first, but I believed him and I started tracking my results. The first month that I worked on building my list, I was able to get about 200 people to join. That month, I also made a little over $200 in sales from the people who were on that list. Then I started to reinvest a lot of that money back into list building. Within a few months, I had over 1,000 people on my list, and I was averaging over $1,000 in sales to those subscribers. 
subscribers each month. When I hit 5,000 subscribers, I averaged over $5,000. As my list grew, so did my influence and my sales. Within a year, I had over 100,000 people on my list. Within five years, that list had grown to over 1 million people. The best way to give yourself a raise every day is to spend time every day focusing on new ways that you can build your list. If you follow the process in the Secrets Trilogy, including becoming better at communicating with your audience, you should be able to average more than $1 per month per name on your list. In fact, in most of the markets that we're in, the profit is actually a lot higher than that. But as a rule of thumb, if you build a good relationship with your list, you should expect to see similar results. Once you understand that metric, suddenly list building becomes a much higher priority. That's why it's so important to convert the other two types of traffic, both traffic you control and traffic that you earn, into subscribers and buyers, traffic that you own, as quickly as possible. The bigger your list, the more money you will make. Traffic that you control. The next type of traffic is the traffic you control. You control traffic when you have the ability to tell it where to go. For example, if I purchase an ad on Google, I don't own that traffic, Google does, but I can control it by buying an ad and sending those people who click on that ad anywhere I want. Any kind of paid traffic is traffic you control, including email ads, solo ads, banners, links, mentions, pay-per-click ads, Facebook, Google, Yahoo, etc. Banner ads, native ads, affiliate and joint ventures. Now, I personally love traffic that I can control, but my big problem is that every time I want more of it, I have to spend more money. So my goal is to always send any traffic that I'm going to purchase over to a type of landing page that is often called a squeeze page because it will squeeze the email address out of the traffic you send to it. This squeeze page is a very simple page with one goal, to convert traffic that you control into traffic that you own. I send all my paid traffic to a squeeze page, and when the visitor gets there, they only have one option, give me their email address or leave. Now, a certain percentage of people will leave, but the cool thing is that some of these people will give you their personal email address. After that, the traffic you control becomes traffic that you own, and you can start sending the new potential buyers through your soap opera sequences inside of your follow-up funnels. Traffic that you earn. This last type of traffic you don't control but earn. For example, if you get interviewed on a podcast or someone mentions you on their blog or posts about you socially, their followers may search your name in Google and they may land on some random page on your blog. Although you've earned that traffic, you don't have control over any part of that sequence of events. There are lots of types of traffic that you can earn, including social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Google+, LinkedIn, Pinterest, etc. Search traffic, search engine optimization or SEO, online PR, word of mouth. Just like the traffic that I control, my only goal with traffic that I earn is that I turn it into traffic that I own. To do this, I try to guide all traffic that I earn back to my funnel hub. A funnel hub is basically a website that has all of my funnels, but it looks more like a traditional website. When people go there, the only real thing they can do is to go into one of my funnels where they will have to give me their email address. After they do that, they become traffic that I own, and I put them into my follow-up funnels. Now that someone has come to one of your funnel landing pages, either traffic that you controlled or traffic that you earned, put in their email address and qualify themselves as a subscriber, your attractive character will have a chance to start communicating with them through your follow-up funnels. The Soap Opera Sequence When someone joins your list for the first time, it's essential that you quickly build a bond between them and the attractive character. For years, I tried dozens of ways to build a quick relationship with people after they joined my list, but I always struggled until I learned about soap opera sequences from one of my friends, Andre Chaperone. The goal is to quickly create an instant bond between you and the person reading the email. If your first email is boring, you're done. They probably won't open the next one. But if you give them something interesting and hook them with an open storyline in the first email, they will look forward to the next email and the next and the next.
If you've never watched a soap opera before, the stories rely on open-ended, high-drama episodes that hook in the viewers and keep them coming back every single weekday to find out what happens next. The programs are continuous narratives that never conclude. The characters are always either getting into trouble or getting out of trouble, falling in love or breaking up, heading to jail or escaping or dying or miraculously coming back to life. If you relate to the characters, you can't help but get sucked into the drama wanting to know what's coming next. In the same way that the soap opera's open loops pull you from episode to episode and season to season, we're going to use the same story structure and elements to get people to keep opening your emails and actually look forward to every message that you send. There are many different story structures that you can use to craft your soap opera sequences, and I typically will use a different structure for each product inside the value ladder. But the key isn't so much which script you use as much as it is telling a compelling story that opens loops in each email that can only be closed by reading the next email. Let me walk you through a very simple five-email soap opera sequence that readers will get when they join some of my lists. It's simple, and it works to build a relationship with the attractive character fast. In this example, someone just joined my list by filling out a form on a squeeze page requesting more information about becoming an expert, and the product I'm going to be selling them in the series is Expert Secrets. Email number one, set the stage. This is the first email I send people as soon as they subscribe to my list. It sets the stage for the emails to come, lets people know what to expect, and sets the initial hook that will get them to start reading my emails. Here's an example of email number one. Expert, chapter one of five. Hey, this is Russell, and I want to officially welcome you to my world. About 10 years ago, I started my first online businesses while I was in college selling potato gun DVDs, and this little hobby became my obsession. Over the past decade, I sold about everything you can think of online, from supplements to weight loss and dating advice and about a dozen things in between. But I'm not going to talk about those businesses here. Those are my playgrounds where I test new ideas to see which ideas work the best, and then I report my marketing test back to you here inside of my Marketing Secrets newsletter that you just joined. My goal is to always give you better stuff in this newsletter for free than what other people charge for. That way you'll be sure to open every email as if you paid me for it. In fact, tomorrow I'm going to do just that. Yes, I'm going to ship you one of my best products for free, but only if you open the email when it comes. Yes, you heard me right. I want our relationship to start out great. So I'm going to wow you with so much value that you'll feel obligated to buy stuff from me in the future. Just kidding. Kind of. Sounds good? Cool, then look for that email tomorrow. Thanks, Russell, your new marketing buddy, Brunson. P.S. The subject line tomorrow is expert, chapter two of five, the day my education failed me, so look for it. Email number two, open with high drama. If you did a good job opening the loop in email number one, the reader will be anxiously waiting for your next email to come. For me, this is where the story selling process begins. I learned from my friend Dagan Smith that you would always start any good story at the point of high drama. Most people mistakenly start their stories at the beginning, but usually stories don't get good until the middle, so it's better to start at the good part and then you can go back and fill in the backstory after the readers are hooked. Backstory. Once you have their attention with emotional drama, you're going to go back and tell them your backstory. Tell them the events that led up to the high drama moment. How in the world did you get yourself into such a predicament? Typically, your backstory is going to take you back to a similar spot the reader may be in right now. If you're helping them to lose weight, you take them back to when you were overweight. If you teach them to achieve financial freedom, take them back in time to when you were broke. You want to bring them on a personal journey with you. Wall. The backstory will lead up to a spot where you get stuck and hit a wall. Usually this is where the readers are in their lives right now. They're stuck and that's why they're open to your answers. You explain to them how you hit that wall and then found the answer. But don't give them the answer yet. Just open the loop and promise to close it in email number three. Here's an example of email number two. Expert. Chapter two of five. The day my education failed me. How did I get here? I sat in the middle of a full auditorium feeling a little confused after everything it would end here, like this. 
I'd been blindly following the status quo for 15 years, moving towards one goal, only to find out the whole thing was a lie. I looked to my left and I looked to my right, and I saw hundreds of others in the same situation as me, only they had smiles on their faces. Didn't they know what was about to happen to us? It was Saturday, May 14, 2005. It was the day I was finally graduating from college, the day my parents had told me about for years. You need to get a college education so you can get a good job. Sure, tonight there'd be a lot of celebrating, but what about the next morning? That's when we all had the chance to meet the real world. And as we quickly found out, it's not very nice or forgiving. For most of the people who graduated with me, if they were able to find jobs, they were going into entry-level jobs making thirty dollars or $40,000 a year, barely enough to cover the monthly payments for their student loans. Loans, which by the way, are non-dismissible even if you declare bankruptcy. The chains of debt and a job market that can't pay enough to cover the cost of our education is what we each inherited when we stepped into the real world. So when I looked around and I saw them all smiling on graduation day, at first I was confused. Not for me, but for them. Because for me, I knew what my next step was. Just two years earlier, I'd stumbled on a cool way to take things that I was good at in my life and turn those things into a business. This was a business that had made me $250,000 my senior year in college and would go on to make me over a million dollars within just one year of graduation. Would you like to know what I found out? Are you interested in how I was able to get my idea up and running with literally no money while I was going to school, wrestling, and spending time with my new wife? If so, look for my email tomorrow. I'm going to show you the epiphany I had, but more importantly, I'm going to explain to you how you can get a similar result in your life. So look for tomorrow's email. The subject line is expert, chapter three of five, expert secrets. Thanks, Russell. I wish I had my tuition back, Brunson. P.S. I almost forgot. I told you yesterday that I was going to give you my best product for free. You can get it here, but please don't share it with anyone else. This is for my faithful subscribers only. www.expertsecrets.com My best product, just cover shipping, and I'll send it to you for free. This book has made more of my students independently wealthy than anything we've ever done in the past. So let me know where to ship your copy, and let's see where it could take you. Talk to you tomorrow. Email 3. Epiphany. Today you get to reveal the big epiphany you had that will tie back to your product. It's the moment that everything turned around for you. By now the reader's hooked into the story and they want to know what you discovered. An epiphany might start like, my epiphany was I needed to build a list and that's when I learned about blank. I had to get a support system to help me overcome my addiction and that's when I found blank. I had to address the emotional roots of overeating and that's when I found blank. The epiphany ties into the solution you're selling, the one thing. If you're selling someone else's product, it's enough to say your epiphany led to the discovery of the product. Here's an example of email number three. Expert, chapter three of five, Expert Secrets. I was sitting in my college classroom doing the math and trying to figure out how much my college professor was making per hour. I assumed he was making about $50,000 per year. My estimate may have been low or high, I have no idea. If he was working 40 hours a week, then he was probably making about $25 an hour. I then looked at a how-to book that I had bought the night before. I had paid $50 for the book, and I thought it was awesome. I knew the person who wrote the book had said that he sells, on average, 100 copies of that book per day. 100 copies. I was doing the math, and at $50 per book, he was making about $5,000 per day, or $1.825 million per year. But the craziest part is that guy only spent a few days writing the book, it was 90% pictures and the last 10% text, and when he was done, he never had to write it again. The book did the teaching for him. He was able to create it once and then get paid for it over and over again. That's when I realized that I didn't want to sell my knowledge by the hour like my professor was doing. I wanted to sell it like this author. And so that's what I did. And by my senior year in college, I'd made about $250,000. And within a year of graduation, I'd made over a million. And I did this by focusing on one thing, selling my knowledge the right way. Would you like to know how I did it? 
If so, I just posted a video online that will show you how I took $20 and a simple idea and turned it into a million dollar a year how-to business. I posted the video here at expertsecrets.com. Go check it out and let me know what you think. Thanks, Russell Brunson. P.S. Tomorrow I want to show you a few hidden benefits that being an expert will give you. Benefits you probably didn't even know exist. Look for that email tomorrow. Email number four, hidden benefits. If they haven't purchased your product, then they haven't seen how it's valuable to them yet. So in this email, I'm going to point out other hidden benefits that they'll receive when they purchase this product from me. Here's an example of email number four. Expert, chapter four or five, the hidden benefits. When I first became an expert, I was concerned because I didn't have any credentials, degrees, or anything. I just knew what I showed people worked and I wanted to share it. But what caught me off guard was how helping people get what they wanted in life actually changed the quality of my life. Sure, I wanted to make a lot of money, but more importantly, each person I helped opened up a new door for me. Through my expert business, I've been able to travel around the world and meet cool people like Tony Robbins and Richard Branson. But the real hidden benefit has been the fulfillment I get when I see someone else change his or her life. And that is what this business is really about for me. I'm guessing that if you're here, then it's probably about the same thing for you too. Am I right? If so, then you need to get a copy of my new book called Expert Secrets. We normally charge $19.95 for it, but you'll get it for free if you let me know where to ship it this week. Does that sound more than fair? Cool, then go to get your free copy at expertsecrets.com. Thanks, Russell Brunson. Email number five, urgency and CTA. This is usually the last email in my soap opera sequence. The goal is to give the reader one last push to go take action right now. You do that by adding urgency into the equation and using a call to action or CTA. Up to this point, you've been casually using CTAs, but in this last email, you want to light a little fire under your readers. What legitimate reasons can you come up with that would make them need to take action right away? Your webinar starts tomorrow. You only have 10 seats left at your event. You only ordered 1,000 books and most of them are gone. You're pulling the video offline. Whatever the reason, your urgency needs to be real. Fake urgency will backfire on you and you'll lose all credibility. Just think of a reason why you might run out of whatever you're selling. If it's an evergreen product, then create a special sale that ends soon or give readers a coupon that expires in 24 hours. Be creative. There's always ways to create real urgency. Here's an example of email number five. Expert, chapter five of five, last call. I've been talking about my Expert Secrets book this week and how you can get a copy for free, but that special offer is going away today. Yes, if you read this email tomorrow, then I apologize because it's too late. If you want this book later, then you'll have to pay the normal full price. But if you want to take me up on the special offer, then go get your copy ASAP at expertsecrets.com. You've been warned. I don't want any emails tomorrow saying I didn't warn you. So go get your book and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Russell Brunson. That's how the email soap opera works. Email number one pushes the readers to email number two. Email two pushes readers into email number three, and so on. Notice that the emails themselves are easy to read and fast to scan. I never write more than one or two sentences per line, and I add in a lot of white space. Do not use long paragraphs because they slow people down and can look very overwhelming when they're trying to decide if they want to read it or not. If this is my only funnel in my value ladder, I will move everyone from the soap opera sequence into my daily Seinfeld email list. If I have other funnels in my value ladder, I will move them from this soap opera sequence into the next soap opera sequence in the value ladder. Daily Seinfeld emails. One of my all-time favorite TV shows is Seinfeld, and I especially love the episode where George and Jerry are trying to pitch their idea to NBC about starting a show about nothing. It was so funny because the show Seinfeld was literally a show about nothing. When I first started growing my list, I really struggled to send out emails. What did I have to say that was important enough that people would want to open and read them? So I started focusing on writing great, content-packed emails that often took days to write. I thought that was the answer. But I later discovered that after someone had gone through my soap opera sequence and bonded with the attractive character, content wasn't the thing they responded to. What the readers responded to was, well, nothing. 
My email switched from 100% content to 90% entertainment with just 10% content, and my readerships, opens, clicks, and sales all skyrocketed with the change. You want your attractive character to be fun and entertaining. That's how you're going to write your daily Seinfeld emails. That's right. I recommend sending them daily after your initial soap opera sequence is finished. I know, a lot of people get very nervous about how often they should email their list. I used to feel the same way too. I used to email once a month, and my response rates were horrible. Then I started emailing twice a month, and guess what? I more than doubled my income. Then I decided to start emailing once a week, then twice, then every other day. And what I found now is that if I don't email my list every day, I lose money every day. I strongly recommend emailing every day, and if you do it with the Seinfeld style I'm going to show you, your readers won't get annoyed because they'll be so entertained. The structure of a Seinfeld email is one that you've already started to master earlier in this book. By sending daily emails, you're able to flex this muscle over and over and get really good at it. As people are responding to your emails, you'll be able to notice which emails are working the best. The structure you'll be using is hook, story, offer. Your email subject lines get them to open the email. The body story has a goal of entertaining them, and the ending body offer ties back into whatever your core offer is. The Seinfeld emails I send are usually related to one of these three styles of emails. Episode style, I tell a story about what happened today in my life. I tell a story that ties back into my core offer or share a controversial topic in my industry. My goal is to get people to go back into one of my funnels. Epiphany style, I talk about different ideas such as inspirational or enlightening, thought-provoking ideas, or I can challenge existing beliefs. My goal is to help my readers have an epiphany that ties back into my core offers. Educational style, these may be a checklist, how-tos, Q&As, or FAQs that I can answer and use to direct people back into my core funnels and offers. Unlike the soap opera sequences, these Seinfeld emails have no sequence. Each day, they give you the ability to throw out different hooks, tell a different story, and get different segments of your market to respond. The goal is to test a hook, tell a story, and lead people back to whatever you're selling, your core offer, some other product or service, or even someone else's product. Every story needs to relate back to something you're selling. If you just send out entertaining emails and don't tie in your product or your services, you won't make a dime, even if you're the best storyteller in the world. Every email and every story must tie back into some type of offer for your audience. In the Seinfeld email examples to follow, notice how I tie the story back into the product that I'm selling. Both of these examples made over $100,000 each when they were sent out to my list, and they're great examples of emails about nothing. Here's an example of a Seinfeld email. Subject line, true story. He flushed $20 million down the toilet today. So yesterday we had a guy who applied for my Inner Circle program. I saw his app come through and I was actually really excited because he was in the golf market. Now, I'm no golfer, but I've had a lot of friends doing $20 million plus in the golf market online. I saw his product and I knew it was a home run. So the coach who was going to call him back asked me for my opinion on his business before she called him. And I sat down for 10 minutes and pulled up the following. First, three major competitors. Second, every site his competitors were successfully buying traffic from. Third, the top three converting ads for each of his competitors. And fourth, the sales funnels that were converting. And then I explained to her the reason why his was not currently working. I told her about the two media buyers I would use if I were in the golf market. Both can send over 1,000 sales per day consistently. And armed with this information, she called the guy up. He was a little cocky, and rightfully so. He'd sold over 100,000 units of his product on TV. Yet, for some reason, he couldn't figure out this pesky internet thing. She started sharing some of my ideas with him, and then he stopped her. Look, I've read 20 books on internet marketing. There isn't a single thing Russell could teach me that I don't already know. So she tried to explain, look, you could read a million books on jiu-jitsu, but that's not going to help you in a street fight. I thought that was pretty funny, but what happened next was just sad. He said, well, Russell doesn't know anything about golf, and then he hung up. 
Now, while he was right about me not knowing anything about golf, I know everything about selling golf stuff online. I've been doing this for over 10 years now. I've personally trained over 2,500 companies in my office here in Boise. I've worked with a lot of golf guys and one golf gal. I've worked with people in just about every market I can think of except bowling. I've never had someone teaching bowling come to me, which makes me sad because bowling is my third favorite sport after wrestling and jiu-jitsu. Anyways, for about everything else I can think of, I've mapped out a funnel, shown the client what they were doing wrong, introduced them to my media buyers, advised them on which sites to buy their ads from, and instructed them on what they should be doing to acquire a customer in their specific market. I then usually introduce the client to the gurus I know in those areas. After speaking on Dan Kennedy's stages for six years, I've met most of the gurus in most industries, and my position makes it easy to find connections for others. Those are the things you can't learn in a book. Those are the things we bring to the table for our inner circle people. My goal for that group is not to teach them more stuff, it's to make them more money. Anyway, if you've got a golf product, let me know, because I've got a killer $20 million a year blueprint that this dude just flushed down the toilet because of his arrogance or his ignorance. Either way, he lost out. You can just plug it in and run with it. Or if you sell, well, almost anything else, I'd love to help you with that too. Our next Inner Circle meeting is here in Boise in May. If you'd like to come, you've got to act fast. You can apply here at innercircleforlife.com. Oh, and we only accept cool people. If you like to flush money down the toilet, please don't apply. Thanks, Russell Brunson. Here's another example of a Seinfeld email. Subject, jiu-jitsu is like wrestling for old fat guys and other marketing stuff. So tomorrow I'm fighting in a jiu-jitsu tournament. For those of you who are on my list who don't know what jiu-jitsu is, it's kind of like wrestling for old fat guys, which is great for me because while I still look like I'm 13, I'm actually getting a lot older, 34 years old now, and fatter, 30 pounds heavier than when I was wrestling. Anyways, I have weigh-ins in a few hours, and as of right now, I'm still 7 pounds overweight. Good thing is I'm a wrestler and I have some awesome weight-cutting skills. In fact, I just found my old weight-cutting clothes this morning. Check them out. Yes, they're a little bit tight, but my three-year-old Aiden told me that I look like a ninja, so they can't be that bad, right? Anyway, in about an hour, I'm going to the wrestling room, and within 30 to 40 minutes, I'll lose all seven pounds. Then tomorrow, I'm going to step on the mat with a bunch of younger, faster guys whose only goal in life is to choke me out or to break my arm, whichever comes first. I am so, 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 so excited. So why did I tell you this? Because this week, we did well over six figures in sales. Not this month, this week. And we did it without any product launches, without any affiliates. And while that is a pretty normal week for us, this week was special because we also did it without me actually being in the office. Yep, you guessed it. I spent most of this week in the wrestling room getting ready for the tournament this weekend. Yet we still did six figures in sales while I was gone. Would you like to learn how I did it? Would you like to see how to build a business that can run just as well when you're gone as when you're there? Are you ready to take your company to the next level? If so, I've got good news for you. As long as I don't end up in the hospital after my match this weekend, I'm going to be coming to the office next week. That gives me time to work personally with two more people to help build out their funnels. The same types of funnels we use to pull in six figures a week like clockwork. If you're ready to take your game to the next level and create a business that can truly give you time and freedom to do the things you love, then let's get on the phone and figure out how we can work together. Sounds good? If so, you can apply here at innercircleforlife.com. Oh, and if you're looking for a get-rich-quick scheme, this isn't it. If you're looking for a work-hard-and-build-an-awesome-company scheme, then I'm your man. Okay, I'm off to cut weight. Wish me luck this weekend. Thanks, Russell Brunson. P.S. I already know that it's not healthy to cut 7 pounds in under an hour, so no email me telling me it's not healthy. I'm pretty sure that stepping on a mat with someone 30 pounds heavier is a lot less healthy than me losing 7 pounds of water in an hour. Haha. <laughs> Do you see how Seinfeld emails work and how the story eventually ties into a product or service that you sell? That's how your attractive character is going to communicate with your list in every email you send after your soap opera sequences. It's fun. 
and once you get the hang of it, the writing goes pretty fast. You can even dictate the email, record it on your phone, and have it transcribed online. One thing I should note here, Seinfeld emails are broadcast emails, not a follow-up funnel sequence. That means after someone signs up, they get email one on the first day, then email two on the next day, etc. Seinfeld emails are different because after someone has completed your soap opera sequence, they should be moved into a broadcast list where they will only get the Seinfeld emails that you sent out that day. Seinfeld emails are typically not lined up in a sequence that everyone has to go through. That doesn't mean you can't write them ahead of time and schedule the broadcast in your email provider, but typically they're tied to relevant things happening in the life of the attractive character as they're happening in real time. The Seinfeld email push people into different funnels inside of your value ladder, typically based on what is happening in your company. If you're launching a new book or event, you can direct them to that funnel. If you have nothing new happening, then pick your best converting offer and guide people there each day until the next big event comes up. I originally learned this concept from Ben Settle, who only has one core product, a $97 per month print newsletter, and he has emailed about the same product every day for the 10 years that I've known him. Same product, same offer, yet with new hooks and new stories emailed every day. The goal of Section 1 was to teach you the core foundational information so that you can understand how to use funnels, the vehicle, inside of your company. While Section 1 is the strategy of funnels, Section 2 is the tactics of funnel building, where you'll learn the 10 main funnels we use inside of our businesses.